0: Hello everyone I'm Paul Menzel and I'm Jim Conlon and this is new tricks for old dogs our podcast features the many ways us older men and women howl at the moon odd news items you don't normally hear about and conversations with other old dogs who are growing bolder
1: not older so if you got 25 minutes or so grab a cup of coffee pull up a chair and join us In this episode, the old dogs ramble about better, or at
0: least different, endings for popular movies. We report on a special government cabinet meeting that took place underwater. We tell the story of a great-grandmother who finally graduated from college at the age of 90. We bring you more commentary from our chief aging officer, and we muse on that zany new owner of Twitter, Elon Musk. The old dog's conversation is with Chris Golden. A prolific singer, songwriter, and musician who is just getting started when other country acts are winding down. Stay with us. Well, hey there, Paul. Well, hi, Jim. Nice you to drop in. Thank you. I was just here to ask you if there was anything on your mind today.
1: Uh, we have a pod nugget in today's episode about uh, the movie Titanic. And the fact that the director of that keeps getting suggestions for the fact that both of the lovers could have survived. People want to redo movies. Yeah. And that occurred to me, wait a second. You know, two can play this game. I was just thinking, famous movies, let's come up with some different endings for them. Oh, really?
0: Okay, yeah. I'll play that yeah. game. Uh, what do you okay. have in mind?
1: Uh, how about uh, Casablanca?
0: Okay, Oh, yeah, great ending, yeah.
1: You know, the the two lovers part. They're on the tarmac,
0: uh, the engine's running, and she goes off and gets on the plane. What's wrong with that?
1: Well, what if they got together? Don't you kind of want, you know, Ingrid Bergman and Humphrey Bogart to get together? Of course. So they walk off in the sunset, uh, find a nice little uh, uh, condo in the desert, and... uh, Spend the rest of their lives together. What's wrong with that? Boring,
0: boring, boring, boring. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we want them to get together, but then what? Condo in the desert? Come on.
1: Okay. Well, we're not necessarily thinking it's a better movie. It's just a different. A different.
0: Okay. How about Gone with the Wind? How could we end that one differently?
1: Uh, Well, first of all, we shouldn't burn Atlanta because Uh, it took a long time to get back from that. Okay. I'm thinking the ending. Yeah. uh, what about that, uh, um, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Uh, what if it's, frankly, my dear, I think we could make a good couple. Now, that's a different ending. <laughs>
0: okay. Again, boring. What if she doesn't say tomorrow's another day? What if tomorrow's not another day? What if she drops dead of palsy or something?
1: Ah, after he proposes.
0: Yeah, that's that's romantic.
1: So that's a different movie.
0: Yeah. All right. No, Any Anything um, else? Anything else?
1: Um. Well, the graduate. How about that one? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, the well, bus it's scene. Oh. Yeah, they get. They he
0: captures her at the church and takes her and gets on a bus, and the, uh, neither of them has any money, so the driver won't let them get on the bus, and they're ah. forced to stand there on the corner hitchhiking. She's in her wedding dress. Okay, fade to black.
1: <laughs> That's a real different movie. I don't think we're going to be hired as scriptwriters. How about the many versions of Romeo and Juliet? Okay. The tragedy hinges on him looking like he's dead. Mm-hmm. She kills herself. Yeah. He wakes up. She's dead. He kills himself. It's the makings for for like a, a time warp. Oh yeah. You think. Mm-hmm. And so it's continuous dying, waking up, dying, waking up, and and between times they could get married, raise a family. Uh, get some kind of a productive job in the, those days. I'm not sure what it would be. Uh, probably uh, pulling the feathers off chickens. I don't know. But I, 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 would see, I would see that as being a workable ending, don't you? Uh, no. The Maldives is the lowest country in the world, and they've had a novel way to let the world know about it. This pod nugget is from the Interesting Facts website.
0: Because they are low-lying, the islands that comprise the Maldives are threatened by climate change and the rising ocean. It is predicted that most of the country will be underwater by 2100.
1: To call attention to their plight, in 2009, the president and 13 other officials had an underwater cabinet meeting. Using waterproof pencils, they signed an SOS message to the rest of the world.
0: Unfortunately, there isn't much the country can do without the cooperation of the rest of the world, and that doesn't appear to be forthcoming. But their exercise in conducting business underwater may come in handy. hmm I assume that everyone in the world has seen the movie Titanic. If you have... What do you think about a different ending? This pod nugget is from the Washington Post for December 20th, 2022.
1: To refresh your memory, the two lovers, Jack and Rose, end up in the freezing waters of the Atlantic. Jack spots a makeshift raft in the form of a door. The raft will only hold one, so Jack returns to the water, so Rose will survive.
0: In the 25 years since the movie was released, Fans have argued over whether both lovers could have fit on the raft. Many people have joined this debate, including the Mythbusters TV show, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and the two stars of the movie.
1: The argument about a work of fiction does seem silly. The ending makes the movie work, an act of selfless sacrifice. If they both survive, it's a whole different movie, but the director of the movie, James Cameron, wanted to end the pointless speculation once and for all.
0: Cameron commissioned a study involving body doubles for the two stars and sensors to simulate the conditions in the Atlantic. They then tested their survival through a variety of methods. No matter what method was tried, the answer was the same. Only one would survive.
1: We'll see if that ends the fan speculation. As for me, I am prepared to move on with my life without a further thought about the movie. And as for James Cameron, I would recommend the same. Yeah, but still, Paul, don't you? Nah. Joyce DeFau always regretted dropping out of college. At the age of 90, she decided to do something about it. This pod nugget is from Good Morning America for December 12, 2022. In
0: 1951, Joyce left Northern Illinois University with just a half year left. She dropped out to get married and start a family. And what a family she has. Joyce DeFaw is the mother of nine children, grandmother to 17, and great-grandmother to 26.
1: She always told her family that she wished she had finished college, so they challenged her to finish her degree. They even got her a computer so she could attend online.
0: Joyce, who lives in a retirement facility in Genesco, Illinois, re-enrolled at her alma mater in 2019. She began taking online courses towards a bachelor's in general studies. There were times that she struggled, but she hung in there.
1: She credited wonderful instructors that helped and guided her. When she finally got her B.A. this year, Joyce said, I could just jump and shout and run and howl. (laughs) I assume that's howling at the moon.
0: Kathleen O'Brien is the author of Reclaim Your Right to Grow Old, a manual for how to age with purpose and energy. As our chief aging officer, Kathleen occasionally brightens our podcast with musings about stuff we're probably all thinking about these days. This is Kathleen's 13th installment.
2: So, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I hope not, because if anything about the New Year holiday traditions is screaming to be scrapped, It's the resolutions. First of all, the timing is wrong. Many resolutions have to do with losing weight. Well, who wants to lose weight when it's cold and dark outside? Yeah, I'll get up early in the morning and go for a brisk walk. Save that for July when the extra weight makes you sweaty and you can actually see where you're going. Or how about putting in more days at the gym, Everybody will be putting in more days at the gym in January. Have you seen the parking lots? With viruses rampant, I know because I have one right now, you don't want to be breathing in the same recirculated air as everyone else. You could always try a dry January. You know, when you go without alcohol for the whole month, that's fine if you're at home on a winter's night. But as soon as a couple asks you to meet them somewhere for happy hour, you're the one ordering the Shirley Temple, and they don't taste nearly as good as they did when you were a kid. Speaking of kids, have you noticed that they never make New Year's resolutions? You never hear a kid say, I resolve to play outside more, like their parents keep asking them to do. Or how about resolving not to wait until Sunday night to get all their homework done? I'd rather spend my last few moments of weekend freedom playing Scrabble with my parents. Or resolving to treat your sister better, even though you know she has no intention of doing the same. Yes, we older adults are wise even wiser than kids. So if they won't promise to do something they don't want to do when the new year rolls around, why should we? As we have often told our grandchildren, we used to walk to school every day, 10 miles each way, in the snow, uphill. And this year, we're resolving never to do that again.
1: That zany Elon Musk is at it again. Without him, social media would be so boring. This pod nugget is from Sky News for December 19th, 2022. When
0: Elon Musk bought Twitter in October... We knew that some fun moments were ahead. He promised to improve the platform by ridding it of fake accounts and improving free speech.
1: So far, his decisions as CEO have made the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland seem like a Greek philosopher. This is a man whose speech and thoughts are unfiltered by common sense.
0: He has lost advertisers and driven down the stock price of both Twitter and Tesla— In a moment of rare clarity, he took a poll of Twitter users as to whether he should step down as CEO of Twitter. He promised to abide by the results of the poll.
1: Well, the results are in, and 57.5% voted for him to leave. His comments about the poll sounded suspiciously of backpedaling. He said, oh, well, no one wants the job who can actually keep Twitter alive. There is no
0: successor. Oh, but wait a minute. There is someone who wants the job. Snoop Dogg, the court jester of rap music, conducted his own poll about taking over Twitter. Eighty percent of those who voted said yes.
1: There are doubts whether Elon Musk will step down from his hobby horse or whether Snoop Dogg will take over. Snoop is certainly as unqualified as Musk to run a social network, but... uh Whatever the future holds for Twitter, it will certainly be entertaining.
0: Yeah, and if he bombs out on Twitter, we can always count on him for some really great red wine. Chris Golden is a man who was literally born to make music. As a member of the Golden family, he played with his father, William Lee Golden, as well as providing backup for popular acts like Alabama. As other musicians' careers are winding down, Chris finds himself in the spotlight as a solo country gospel performer, and the attention he's getting is something younger performers should envy.
3: Well, how you been? I have been great. I have been great, Jim. It's been a good year, man. It's, it's, it's you know, it's the old saying, the harder you work, the luckier you get. I'm yeah. still, a lot of my friends are retiring, and I'm just tiring. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a good year still making music, still doing the drill, you know,
0: well, you're making friends too, all over the place. You're really hitting the charts now
3: for whatever that's worth. You know, music, you got to wear a lot of different hats these days to put it all together, to, to make a, uh, you know, unless you're a superstar,
1: you are what I would call a working musician. You just stay busy.
3: Uh, I'm, I'm a working musician, you know, and it's like a, uh, Uh, every now and then i get to play music it's one of those things i mean you know with what i do i'm ai had a uh actually a relative of mine said uh you've made it all through this life without a real job and uh i told him i said well man you know like in the last couple of weeks i've been a booking agent i've been a sound man i've been a roadie i've been a driver i've been a travel agent i've been a uh you know, a web designer. I've been a record producer. I've been a merch wrangler. I've designed, you know, so there's a lot of, a lot of different hats. I said, I don't know if I have time for a real job. The record industry has really changed, man. I mean, it used to be, uh, you know, you get on the radio and sell some records and bring people out to the shows. Now, almost every record deal that you get is what they call a three sixty deal. And they they want part of your merchandise and your publishing and and all that stuff as well because they're not making money selling records. Most of the big companies on Music Row in Nashville, they used to uh, occupy a pretty good bill of real estate down there. But a lot of those big buildings that they used to have, they've sold off and moved to smaller offices because they don't need near the staff that they used to have. Yeah. The record industry has changed so much. People don't buy records as much. They stream and they download. And I think the average Spotify employee made more than uh, Paul McCartney last year, you know? So (laughs) it's, uh, you got to have millions of streams to get hundreds of dollars. And used to, you made a, a lot more selling records. But also, it's a great time to be an independent artist because. Uh, everybody can get distribution on all the same platforms as the big ones. So you could be on Spotify. I mean, we released a single on my daughter here uh, a week or so ago, Uh and she's you you, you can get on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Music, et cetera, et cetera, all the ones that pay and some that don't.
1: You, as a very young person, uh, decided you wanted to be in music. Was there, was there any other thoughts, uh, like uh, becoming a taxi driver, a doctor? Uh,
3: no. No, yeah. I, I, I never really wanted to do anything else. It's something that it was our family business. You know, my dad joined the Oak Ridge Boys when I was just two years old, and I, I basically grew up trying to be like my brother Rusty. My brother Rusty was a, a great musician. Uh, he learned how to play pretty early on. We uh, learned how to play on the... Uh,
0: Charles chip cans.
3: Charles chip. cans. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) I had one of those.
3: Yeah. So this was, you know, this is my drum. We, it was for the people that don't know, they used to come door to door, just like the milk band. You know, they would bring your, they would bring you potato chips. How the world has changed. Now you can get it through Amazon. I guess they'll come to your door, but they used to pick up the cans just like they would the milk jugs and take them back. And, uh, we would want to keep the cans yeah. because we needed one more drum and we'd take the lids off and they would be our little symbols. We had a little homemade bit we made up and they were different sizes. Some would be cookies, some would be pretzels, some would be chips. And uh, every family gathering always ended around the piano and with the instruments coming out. And so we still try to do that here.
1: You performed with Alabama. You performed with the Oak Ridge boys too extremely popular bands you got your fill of touring oh
3: betcha <laughs> no uh it's something that i love i love doing this past year was was great i accepted some dates out in montana and wyoming and i had never been that far as a solo artist of course we've been everywhere i played every state and every province of Canada and Mexico and the Cayman Islands and uh, over to Israel been everywhere as, uh, as part of a band but as a solo artist that was one of the longest trips that I'd gotten to take it was a 17-day trip but man I had never seen a lot of the beauty that's out there because I always saw it either out of a bus window or riding through it at night time or flying over it it was rarely a time that you get to get out you know stop whenever you want to and get out and look around so i scheduled it to where i had you know a few days off here and there to get to go to some of the great parks and buses can't go to a lot of those parks you know uh, uh some of the roads i was going on anyway what's well, the old saying i think charles corral said you can't see america from the four lane mm-hmm. you got to get off on the back roads and I've enjoyed that in this little last season I've I've been in. I call it the two-lane tour. It's the never-ending two-lane tour, and I love it, man.
0: You're such a multi dimensional guy. I have really enjoyed the photographs that you have shared on your two-lane tour. It's, (laughs) you know, people might say, well, it has nothing to do with music, but I can hear the music in those photographs, Chris
3: oh well that's sweet of you man i i I do i love i have an old van and i i I like to take pictures off the side of it because it reflects really well even when it's dirty it looks shiny (laughs) (laughs) so I, i have a little series called reflections from the road and i got into photography a long time ago and there were a lot of times that i didn't have a camera for you know i would leave it at home or or whatever but now you it's pretty easy to have a camera with you all the time. Cause you have a cell phone. So you were with the Oak Ridge boys. And of
0: course I saw you every year in January when you came down here this way. Uh, and then you stopped playing with them at least for a while and transitioned into country gospel music.
3: That's where my heart was. And I really feel like that. I got, you know, a lot of people I knew were going to think I was crazy, but, uh, Man, I feel like I got visited by a higher power that told that basically told me to do that. So I I returned to my roots and it's the music that I grew up on. And the closest I ever feel to my maker, the closest I ever feel to God is when I'm doing music because that's what he made me. He made me a music man.
1: It would seem that that's a completely different circuit. (laughs)
3: You were correct.
1: (laughs) Well, Tell us a little bit about that. How how do you book yourself as a Christian act?
3: It took me a little while to get my traction going, but I honestly, I, I try to find a way to say yes to every invitation. To me, every invitation to come sing at my age is an answer to a prayer. It's entertainment to me. And I'm an entertainer, not an evangelist. I've always believed that. I think there's a lot of great speakers, but I do know the power of a song.
0: You said you're tired, but not retired. So (laughs) I think that is a a great (laughs) slogan, I think, for all of us of a certain age. Uh,
3: Where do you go from here? I get inspiration from my own father, man. My dad is 83 years old. The guy does 250 setups every day. He goes out and walks. He feeds. He carries buckets of feed. he uh, I shudder to think what he spends every month on. But he stays in shape that way. And he loves to play and sing. He's 83. They're doing a 30-day residency. They usually do it about 100 and something days a year, 150 days a year on the road. But it's that stay inactive thing. And it's the... He's my inspiration a lot. As my, I don't have to look far to find inspiration to, to keep trying to stay active and to try to stay. Uh, it, it keeps your mind going. You know, I can't imagine um, sitting on the couch waiting on time to run
0: out. There's also been a change in the evolution of music itself, and certainly gospel has evolved tremendously. You seem to be up for it. How how do you fit into all of that? That's going to change inevitably.
3: I guess we got to keep changing a little bit with it. I, the 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 goal is to stay ahead of the curve. <laughs> <You know? laughs> anyway, man, I'm just. I, as far as next year, I just I I pray that I'll be able to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I would love to get somebody to help me booking these dates, but yeah. other than that, man, yeah. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. And. If all else fails, I'm going to go out there to Hollywood. You know, they all need a hillbilly out there. (laughs) A
0: real one. A real one and a unique one, too. There's nobody else like you. Well, Paul, do you have any other thoughts that you want to uh, run by, Chris, while we got him?
1: Uh, Yeah, I've got a few songs, Chris, that I was hoping you could help. Just just take a listen. I'm joking. I do have one question though. You, you still wear...
3: Nashville handshake, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's got a CD in the hand, you know. Yeah, uh, you, you've worn
1: a lot of hats in, in the music business: uh, composer, instrumentalist, singer. Um, do you have one that you like better?
3: Uh, The thing that I love more than anything is the actual making of the music and that is one of the things that I do the least probably because like you said there are a lot of other hats that lead up to that time that you get to do that so at the end of the day when you can pick the guitar up and play and sing and while uh, your wife's in there making dinner you get to you know pick something up and actually play and sing some music That's that's one of the best parts of my day. I love being able to get that. When you're looking back, I hope that you'll be thankful and grateful for the road that lies ahead.
0: Like what you've been hearing? How about sharing the joy with your friends? We can always use more listeners. There are more episodes on the way, so stay tuned and keep howling at the moon.